Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders. <gasps> you know, I was going to say Tyler Keel, but that really sounded like Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Just, <gasps> that was a good one. I think I need to put that in every episode. Just no. the... <gasps> well, I mean, he is from... Tyler Keel. Well, he's not from Michigan. But he went to Western and Central. How does that work out? Exactly? He also got coke. He also got like stopped for cocaine in okay. Michigan. It was this. Oh yeah, in Kalamazoo. Yes, everyone knows the mugshot. But no, <laughs> I'm just I'm kind of wondering like how does that work? Because like Western and Central have that rivalry, right? Okay, everyone outside of Michigan's around. Like what? Okay, for folks down in Carolina, North Carolina versus North Carolina the State. Crusades. North Carolina versus North Carolina State, but a much smaller level. Like that's Western versus Central. No. No? No. What? No, that, that's more like... Ohio versus Miami University? That's more like Iowa versus Iowa State. Cyclones versus the Hawks. I'm, okay, I should think of a smaller school, like two smaller schools that mm-hmm. go up against each other. How about... From like another state, though. Is Boise State really in, in Ida? Boise State in Colorado, Colorado State? Yeah, I'd say that. That's fair enough, I'd think. I just think because like... Because they're two max schools, Western and Central. Western and Michigan. How about how about Miami of Ohio and Ohio State? Or no, the, Ohio University. University. That's, that's what I said yeah. earlier. Yeah, the Bobcats and the Red Hawks. Yeah, I'd say that. You didn't say that, did you? I did. I know you don't listen to me, but that's that's your problem. That's fair. I do not that listen is, to you. That's your I problem. don't give up. Yeah, I know. But, no, yes. that. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Tyler Keel, by the way. Yeah. Because you did a horrible yeah, job the, introducing me. Yeah, the me. inside of the inside. Is right, yeah, right. yeah, you're doing a great job. That's <laughs> hosting thing, Alex. If I got Tim Allen on the show, it would not be anything with hockey. I just talked to Tim Allen. We, we, we would talk a lot of... A I lot would of, ask him, where does he get his that voice, that pure Michigan voice? Pure Michigan. When you're going down, when you're going up the mountains and towards Lake Superior, driving across the salt, the salt mines, pure Michigan. When you decide to take a trip down I-96 just for the fun of it, and you take it all the way down to wherever you can. To downtown Ionia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For you, at least. And then, and then you decide to take a swift right, and then a left, and then you keep going straight. And you don't know where you're going until you reach Lake Michigan. No. Pure Michigan. I was going to go the other way. Flint doesn't have water. Pure Michigan. Flint doesn't have Pure Michigan. Aggressive. Listen, hey, Tim Allen, you know what? I'll be honest. Last man standing make me think, hey, Bass Pro and Cabela's could actually be kind of cool. Boy, did I learned that was wrong. 13-hour shift up my keister. Are you kidding me? Well, that cuts out of the bag. It's, it's that. It's, oh, it's that time. Oh, I don't care. Dude, if I got fired from there, whatever. If I, I, I okay. Yes, the fiance is looking at me. He's like, I need my job. But listen, my sanity or money? Which do you prefer? Money. Okay. No, I said fiance, not you. You know what? We have a wedding. Listen, I know you don't want to have to pay for both of my and yours Leafs tickets when we go to our, my bachelor party in uh, probably Tyler, October, if you November. don't have a job, we're, there's no bachelor party. I got money. Thank you for that. You're going to have a bachelor pad. How about that? No, a, batch, a bachelor pad is a place. Yeah, no, because you ain't going to be married, cuz. <laughs> See, I who thought, are you? I thought who I'm are hilarious. you? We really got to get a mic over there for the peanut gallery. If you want to talk to the peanut gallery or mention them in, you know, your Twitter, tell and them such, to shut up. 
<laughs> Hashtag the Kill Podcast at the Kill Podcast. We're actually down a person in the, in the peanut gallery, and it's a sad day here at the podcast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she's she's in Ionia. Well, yeah, she's home. Home with the bulldogs. Wait, actually, with bulldogs? No, no, she, I, she, oh, no. That's, Ionia. That's their team name. Oh, that's a nickname. Yeah, Ionia. Ionia bulldogs. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I'm like, I like she has bulldogs. I'm like, well, we're going over there. Oh, if she had bulldogs, oh, I'd be there so, every single day squeezing your little faces. Oh, she man, doesn't she, want. She won't let me have a bulldog because she thinks they're too fat. No, if you don't walk them, yes, but they do get fat. Well, it, they do get fatter than most dogs. No, it's, yes, it's also like the hygienic kind of stuff. Yeah, well, yes, we know. But oh, Chewy met Ollie yesterday. Who? Ollie, the the fan, the next door neighbor's uh, Newfoundland. He's already met him two times before. Oh, really? Yeah. He's still scared. Oh, that's funny. I'm yeah, he's a he's a small shit. Well, he, he was so Bichon free mix. He was so used, but he was so used to Piper. He was so used to Piper. Then he gave his No, no, Piper was no, a boy. No, no, no. Piper was he a was, boy. He was, he was such a used, boy. Okay, you say used to in in quotes, please and thank you. He was like, yeah, I know who you are. Please stay away from me. Don't eat me. Well, the funny thing was is like I see him. Like okay, I'm, think about this. So by the way, a I'm dog, a dog that basically stands maybe at his. Tallest, 10 inches from the ground versus a Newfoundland. <laughs> That's a battle. Well, here's the th- so the and not, and not even this, that Newfoundland's not even full grown yet. He's a little over here. Yeah, he's a little over here. But no. he still has a solid three or four more inches to and, get. And, that poor, and a couple well, that, pounds. That kid that tries to walk him outside, too. Why is he the one having to hold on to that leash? Like, it's the funniest thing ever. Like, I'm reading my book, by the way, reading Cujo. Curtis Joseph's story, the untold story of his life on and off the ice. Great book so far. Just got to where he signed with the Leafs. But I'm reading the book, and all of a sudden I look over, and I see Chewy kind of just growling and going across, like has his nose down. I see him pick up. I look over, there's Ollie. I'm like, oh, Ollie, because I, I love Newfies. We're, we're going to try to get one. I mean, that's the plan. At least that's my plan. But can't get one if you don't have a job. Continue. Thank you. <laughs> but anyways. He's going over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. So I'm like, all right, yeah, he seems, you know, he's fine. He's got a, all of a sudden, like, he sniffs him around a little bit. Ollie's sniffing around. I'm like, okay, Chewie's all right. All of a sudden, Chewie looks up, and he's like, big dog, nope. And he's like, he's, he does. He's got the, he gets, he gets the hair, horrified look of running backwards while trying to growl with his eyes, like, wide. <laughs> like, just like, no, get away. Stay away from and me. And Ollie's just, Ollie's just walking and just dragging this poor, I don't know, he's 12, 13, whatever, just dragging this poor kid across the lot, like. I'm this. Ollie's probably he's like, like Ollie, I uh, love you. And Chewie's like, please stay away from he, me, sir. He, he's like, he's like, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. I'm like, Ollie, you're okay. I, I just get in front of him. I just you want to know why? You that- got, the only way you ever stop at Newfie is if you get in front of him. Well, trying yeah. to pull a Newfie, you may as well be trying to just huck back an F-150. It this, ain't going to happen. Fun fact. This is actually how you're, very difficult. No, this is how you're supposed to take, like, plop a Newfie down is when they're running at you, you actually grab them and then lean back. Let them land on top of you, and then you have to like grab them and wrap your legs around them. Oh, I just because they are powerful creatures. Well, I used to well, Gidget basically used to, a bear dog. Well, Gidget and Piper used to just run into me. I just sit on my butt and they well, come yeah, over. Yeah, because they're like hi, and they just come over and they just hug me and kind of. I'm yeah. gonna lick you. I miss them. As soon as Aunt Pat finds out that they're getting a dog, and they get and the Newfie comes home when that happens, you know, I don't think they should. I want. They're too damn old. They want to. They're going. They're striving really hard to. They, yeah, well, you know what? They can't keep the boat in the water. They don't deserve a dog. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of... Well, screw it. That's our fault. We're not up there enough to keep the boat in the water. You're right. We should bring the boat down here. Oh, I want to... I like the Muskegon yeah. River. 
Well, I do too. So I think I just think we should go up there. Well, you know what? Because we don't know, have a we, lot of time to do we that. We know how to load the boat. We know how I know how to drive the <laughs> truck to drive the trailer. Boy, you ain't driving that truck. I know how to. I know how uh-huh, to load it. No, you're not. I'm the one that did it. No, you're not. You drove the boat onto the lift. Yeah, because that's my job. Needless anyway. to say, you know what? Katie just doesn't want me to have fun, I don't think. Won't let me have a bulldog. You know what she says whenever I say boat or talk about a boat? She gets seasick easily. No. She's, you know what boat stands for, right? Bring on another thousand. <laughs> Come on, man! But that who cares? I just want my dog and my boat. <laughs> Get my oh, that that sounds awesome. That sounds like a great summer. Exactly. That sounds like a great life. Spe- Back to hockey. Speaking of Newfies, Alex. Yes, the Newfoundland Growlers of the East Coast Hockey League, ECHL affiliate of the Toronto Maple Leafs, have won the Kelly Cup. Congratulations! That- hey, yeah. all right, woo! For those of you who don't know. The Kelly Cup is the basically the Stanley Cup of the ECHL. It's the championship, and it's yeah. their first ever. It's the first ever year for that team. Well, then again, it's not the first year because they pretty much took the Orlando team and brought them to Newfoundland. Because not entirely true. Well, they moved up some players, but the, there's a lot of players that were on Orlando last year, like guys that were still in the system. Well, correct, and and that's kind of how the ECHL is formatted, where you have the ability to take certain players' rights. So players that were. Um, signed to Marley's or Leafs contracts, they obviously went to the ECHL affiliate of the Newfoundland Growlers. However, the Newfoundland Growlers organization and the Orlando Solar Bears organization are completely different. Right. The Orlando Solar Bears existed before being um, aligned with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and therefore they still hold the rights to everything, including, you know, logos, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's why you see a lot of the players that came over from Orlando in Newfoundland because it's in that same system. Like there's still players that that have ECHL contracts. There's players that have Marley's contracts that get sent down. There's some Leaf draft picks down there that well may not make it. It happens. Right. It but, happens. Yes. Congratulations, to Newfoundland. Of course, the Kelly Cup they won is not exactly the same Kelly Cup that was won last year by the Eagles from Colorado. Now American now, League. Now that's what I'll say. The Kelly Cup, and it, it's been, you know, documented in history that there are multiple versions of the cup. Well, yeah. As of right now. There's two Stanley Cups. Correct. But as of right now, I, bl- I want to say there's either three or four Kelly Cups. There are the two, potentially, potentially now one, that since the Newfoundland Growlers were awarded one. So there's one currently, one or two currently that stay um, in the vault of the Hockey Hall of Fame, and then they go on display. There is the one that is either still in the vault or has been brought to Newfoundland or given to the Newfoundland Growlers, awarded to them since they won the Kelly Cup. And then there's the one that, as you were kind of leading on to, the one that is still in Colorado. Now, the Colorado Eagles organization have won the Kelly Cup for the past two years. Been pretty good. They are a very good franchise. They have been good both on and off the ice. However, there has been a lot of, you know, talk and controversy and, you know, a lot of media buzz, especially with the Kelly Cup being awarded and soon being awarded. It's actually been talked about for the past couple weeks. The fact that the Colorado Eagles still have the Kelly Cup that they have won 
for the past two years. It is right. still in Colorado. Now, it's been mainly a he say, she say kind of situation where, you know, one side doesn't want to release a statement, one side doesn't want to release a statement. Now, and I'm getting this from the Denver Post. This is where this uh, was reported. <clears throat> so the Colorado Eagles released a prepared statement. This was said by... Prep team- statement. Bunch of preppies. This was said by none other than team owner Martin Lind. L-I-N-D, for those of you that are at home, not like Lint Truffles. <laughs> says, quote, The management of the ECHL has... F- I want to make sure I say this correctly... The management of the ECHL have full knowledge of the situation with the Kelly Cup. We have made numerous attempts to return it. They have chosen to ignore our requests. Therefore, the Kelly Cup remains in Colorado. This is all that will be released regarding this matter. Hmm. End quote. So, there's obviously some sort of tiff between the Colorado Eagles organization and the ECHL and on whether or not you know, does the ECHL really want it back? What is the status between the relationship? You know, what has been said behind closed doors, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know these kind of things, but obviously we can give our opinion on them. Now, personally, I th- I'm thinking of this from the side of the Colorado Eagles. I think this is not necessarily a bad thing that they kept the cup. I think, personally, it was a good choice because, you know what, they held a good respect for that trophy, and if they were to put that trophy in a situation where they didn't seem fit, you know, they are the champions. Well, have they drop-kicked into a canal yet? They haven't bent it like the Washington Capitals. Let's say that. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just jumped on. I kind of did this while you were kind of going through. the. Um, what do you got? The stories of what has happened to the Stanley Cup. Oh, Lord. These are some of the best ones. Uh, Red Kelly's a baby taking a taking a urine sample, uh, leaving behind a urine sample in the bowl. I mean, that's happened before. I mean, all babies have it. This that yeah. one's just reported. Uh, what was the best one? I think I saw. Well, now let's see. The stars tossing it into a pool, or whatever. No big deal. Um, Sylvain Lefebvre, when he winning the '96 Cup, had his daughter baptized in it. But then the best ones are leaving when. Oh, Chewy took your spot, Kelly. But 1924, when the Montreal Canadiens left the cup behind on the side of the road, when, when the Toronto Maple Leafs accidentally may or may not have uh, uh, dropped, they may have dropped it into a bonfire. <laughs> and where was the other one? You know that has Eddie Bauer all over it. Uh, 62? Oh, the 62. Um, who would that be? I don't think, was Eddie Shaq on that team at that point? I believe so. If it was, it would have made total sense. Tim Horton was on that team, wasn't he? In 1941, when no, the... No, no, ra- Tim, Tim Horton was on that team, wasn't he? Tim Horton would not have done that. He was well, a drinker. He was a drinker and he was a gambler. <laughs> Why do you think he decided to make donuts? Hey, I need to pay off my bookie. Will you buy some donuts? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and now my girlfriend's obsessed with their coffee. And their coffee's great. No, great. the 1941, the or excuse me, the last Stanley Cup or New York Rangers team before 94, the 1940 yeah. Rangers, they they had a mortgage they had to pay on Madison Square Garden still because they didn't necessarily own the Did Rangers. they sell the cup? Hold on. No, no, no. They Because they won it and they were able to pay off the mortgage with winning the Stanley Cup, like the bonus, right? Oh, okay. So they So what they did, they took the cup, 
they took the mortgage, the paper mortgage, and lit it on fire inside the cup. The cup caught on fire. <laughs> so, the ever so lubed up and inebriated Ranger players, including Kent Kelly and Lauren Chabot and all them, what did he do? What they decided to do? They decided to drop their pants and try to and try to urinate on it to put out the fire. You know what they say about fires? Sometimes you can't throw water on it. Oh well, here's the let's be honest. We gotta do it ourselves, man. Let's put it that way. Their urine would have been probably could have caught on fire. <laughs> that could have made it worse. Oh crap! The, the cup's on fire. Well, you're in this one. You're in this one. You're in this one. We're all in on this. We're let's- all we're all you're in this one. You no, said, no. You said you're in. You said you're in. Yeah, because you're in, you're in, you're in. We're all in. And they're all going to urine. No, you, you, you said you're in. Oh it's just perfect. You had yeah. a dad joke and you ruined it. No, you ruined it because you're like, yeah, we're all you're in. We're all you're in. Yeah. Hey, guys, I thought we were Canadian. No, you're, we're all you. Okay, yep. Okay. Yeah, you stop right there. There's some great, there's some great cups. Well, someone's kidnapped it one time. Like, I actually stole the Stanley Cup. I would too if I had the chance. You kidding? Okay, now they don't even let people take their own photos with it now. You have to do, like, the paid photo at the Hockey Hall of Fame. You can take no, photos you were the, with No, you were, like, the last one to do it. Like, that was the last year when Kelly... No, you can still take photos. But you can't, but you can't like, walk up to it, though. Yes, with, you can. Without, do, without doing, like, the fancy take a picture in front of it deal. They have the... Ca- no, they have... Yes, they have a camera now and everything there. No, I'm talking about... I went up there... And not the took last a picture. Not the last time. I mean, I'm talking about walked up to the cup and got your picture taken with the, the cup in the Hall of Fame. Yes, you can do that. You can, but you there's like the photo they take. You too. don't have to pay for it. I know, but it's annoying because you want the perfect shot, the straight shot, and the stinky cameras in the way. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah, because they're it's part of the experience. They're trying to they're developing on the culture that's already there. I'll tell you how it goes. By the way, which means I'll get my uh, my off season broadcasting when Kelly plays goal. Huh? Remember when you remember last time we went to Hockey Hall of Fame and, oh! and I went to the TSN booth and I called your excellent performance where you had fifty percent. Hey, fifty <laughs> percent ain't bad, especially when the pucks don't even come Not out of the same right. Last. Oh gosh, well, they don't even do the heart anymore. That's the best, that's the worst. Part. I don't know, we'll see how it is. I'm, well, yeah, because I'm people go got hurt and they complained about it. I'm excited to go back. Oh yeah, because I did the splits once by accident. Yeah, probably but, tore up your jeans. No, I was wearing shorts. Back to hockey. Well, actually, no, it's, we, we've, it's, we're, we're still we, talking about. We hockey. have not gone off hockey since. How we about let's, let's talk about more relevant hockey? We talked about the ECHL. Right. We've Wait. talked about you know all that. By the way, the AHL finals are Charlotte, still going on. Charlotte and Chicago tied at one. Let's go. You know, Chica- Price, Price Chicago, Price. the the affiliate of the St. Louis Blues. The with Blues the, with, with the Charlotte Checkers, who are the, the, the AHL affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, my goodness. Alex, they got swept, for goodness sakes. You know what? They made it that far. Where are the Leafs at? An ECHL team that won a championship. That's all I got for you. Beating Toledo. Sorry, Red Wings fans. You have to take that one to the bank. Or or, or just, just sit there in your bank. Sit there in your... I could have sworn Toledo's rink was named after a bank, but I can't think of it. Probably. Anyways. But no, yes. NHL news. Well, no, the finals. The imp- we'll get to the news later. Well, no, this is this is NHL news. Well, we're talking about games news about right. the NHL. Cup finals update. Yes. 
the Stanley Cup. Yes. Game three. So, I really... Contest a toi. I really thought that St. Louis home ice was going to come out better. And, well... <laughs> safe to say it didn't go well. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Do you want me to basically break this down in my eyes? How well, the I funniest thing is St. Louis still outshot the Bruins. That's the the craziest part of all this. The exception of game one, the Blues have outshot the Bruins in each game. I know right, it's only four games, but it's like they still were in it. And it just, but even though with that, they still felt like they had no chance. Bennington played awful. Bennington did not play well at all. He he didn't. I don't, well, kind of, I'll get more into Bennington later, but that was just a bad game. The first time he's been pulled all playoffs, which is funny because he's I think he's allowed six goals three times in this series or in the playoffs, excluding game three. So, I mean, Berube doesn't like to pull goaltenders if he doesn't need to, and Bennington's your bread and butter. He's the reason why you're there in the first place. He just hasn't shown up. He hasn't stole a game yet. Yeah, it it, it was a it was not a good not a good not a good Wednesday. And Actually, no, it was a Saturday. Excuse me. And four. I'm for thinking. Four. I'm, I was thinking and of the May 29th. Of game. course, it did not help that Boston went four for four on the power play. The power play that was just dormant. Now we all. talked about this. If St. Louis wants to stay in this one, they got to stay out of the penalty box. Look at game one. Five penalties to Boston's two. Yes, he only got one game, goal, but game two, five penalties to Boston's two. But they were able to get the win out of that one. They were able to get the win. Barely. They barely got a win out of it. Now, let me pull up the the full sheet that we have for the penalties. Okay? So, as of right now, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven penalties for St. Louis to Boston's eight. So, Are you talking what, does about? This, what does this tell us? St. Louis... Still getting a lot of penalties. However, this time Boston got a few more. There were a lot of matching minors, though, especially with the slash on Charlie McAvoy. <clears throat> Excuse me, the slash that Charlie McAvoy committed, which ended up with uh, Zidane Chara and Pat Maroon both getting two minutes for roughing. Um, there was also matching minors with you know Connor Clifton and Ivan Barbashev, both getting roughing. <clears throat> Do we really want to go into the offsides that may or may not have been? Because I remember, was it the, I believe it was the third goal. I'm trying to look it back right now because I feel like it's been so long ago since Saturday night. But I think I mean, it, 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 it kind of has. I'm going to make sure it's the We've had full days. Because it was 2 nothing at the time. St. Louis was getting chances. But then this play goes, and it looked close to the line, but I didn't think much of it because, well, it's such a bang-bang play. And... Technically, if you look it back, it was microscopically offsides. But again, that was never the point of the offsides calls, of making these calls that are offsides. Yep, it's right here. So he comes across. He, uh, It's so close. Norch, here, I'm going to take a peek over your shoulder real quick. It's, I, I, I think I'm going to show the, so Corrali got the shot. Nordstrom was the one there. It's. Uh, I'll play it back here for you. I'll get back to where it's live action. It doesn't look egregious right here. Comes across, Crowley knocks to the middle. He gets in a head off, like he's microscopic offsides. But I've started to realize, like, listen, 
How many times in a game can you watch a play where a defenseman or a winger about to cross the red line and fire the puck in, and you can visibly tell that that puck is behind the red line? How many times a game do you think you see that? Uh, Baker's doesn't. Not Baker's Dunn. A game? No, not Baker's Dunn. I'd probably say, you know, maybe three or four. But you can tell, though, that's pretty... I mean, I'm I'm a full proponent for getting rid of the red line entirely. You see... No, don't. No. Don't be dumb. Come no, on just now. have it in your own zone. Get outside the blue line, then you can clear it. That's, no, that's dumb. Well, that's what a lot... That's why I know some European leagues do. Some minor leagues, minor yeah, hockey, but minor you know hockey up in Canada does. That's stupid. Well, it's the, absolute garbage. No, there's a red line for a reason. Yeah, it's always the red, been icing. The red line was invented to slow down the game initially. Correct. And you know what? Want to know why they, you know, got created, rid of it? What? No, why they created icing? Because there was a playoff game where they just decided it was the New York Rangers and somebody else, and they were just decided, oh yeah, just to piss the other team off, we're just gonna keep dumping it. I think it was an old Detroit basketball team. The reason why there was a shot clock invented in the NBA. You're not wrong because they kept dribbling around and holding on to it. Yeah. Anyways, I I do agree with that. Needless but, to say, there are rules for a reason because there have been past experiences which have warranted a change in rules. In which case, until there is some reason why icing or using the red line as an icing indicator is poor, then we'll change it. But the as thing- of right now, I think the ruling basically is for icing is when the puck leaves contact with the stick. So if if, but if you slowed if the, it down, it happens. If the puck all is like a foot behind the red line, but you know they kind of still making contact on the red. It's a hit or miss. I'm giving thing. you the look because I understand what you're going for, but it's listen, a hit or miss. I guess the linesmen, the linesmen just don't care for it. I'm at that point where I'm like, listen, if he's ten feet off sides, yeah, you better call it. But we got to review how we look at offsides, how we really want because if we want to get microscopic, well, uh, what happened uh, to Colorado? Well, Colorado, because Gabriel Landeskog, remember, wasn't even in the play. He was going off for a change, and the guy that he was changing for was already on the ice. That's the problem with that play. Now, Still this, an offside call. No, because he's no longer in the play. He's not no longer a factor. If Gabriel Landeskog stay on the ice, well, A, too many men. B, yes, then you can call it offsides. But he's not even in the play. It's still offsides. But if you're go- then if you're going to call offsides, he mi- yes, he's microscopically off. Could it be de- no? He's offsides. Then you have to do the whole oh, did the puck fully cross the blue line deal and stuff like that. It's getting dumber and dumber. And dumber. Listen, this is going to be one of our angry August things. It's video. not getting dumber. You're just trying to dumb it down. Well, the league's trying to make it more simple, but they're making it more difficult to understand because clearly he was offsides. No, they're not trying to make it more simple. The league's just trying to make it precise. Because in this, they, in this day then, and but age, then that's, to, but this is offsides. The goal was offsides. You're right. You're completely right. So, so that's a missed call. By, that is a missed call by two linesmen. By two, rep, by four. Fine. Well, I want to say four no, bodies. No, no, no. By the the single linesman that was supposed to be on that blue line, and everyone in Toronto that have slow mo, HD. It's it's the people that are watching. It's the officials. Because they have officials in Fine. Toronto. That the do that. NHL Situation Room in Toronto. Okay, there. I can accept that. But sorry, all of those people in that room with HD cameras, HD zooming cameras, super high quality technology, miss it. Now, I'm not saying... Well, Sa- maybe maybe I, it's not the fact that they miss it. I'm not saying St. Louis would have came back and won that hockey game. No, they weren't. They were completely out of it. But... If you're going to be right, if you want to be 100% of the time, if you're going to take 25 years to get the job done, do it right. 
Do it right. That's all I'm asking. They're just. This is one of my lighter complaints about a video review. Well, we t- we talked about this last angry August. It's just the matter of the league is trying to keep up with the perfection of play. This game is so and pure. And they had the technology, at, at, at its, but yet they still. Because the rule, yes, we have the technology. As of right now, our technology is ahead of our rule book. That's the problem. So offsides, because so his skates go off before the blue line, before the puck crosses. That's not offsides. I'll okay. never understand it. I never We will. have to redefine offsides. You're right. If someone has their skate that's not touching the ice, but it's crossing the blue line, is that offsides? Is somebody that has their skate on the blue line, is that offsides? Well, that, yeah. Is that, if, if someone's that, upper body is... just makes me want to just... See, there's so many things you have to think about, so many different scenarios that you have to go through. What if somebody's entire upper body is over the blue line except for his feet? Is that offsides? That's like the NFL, keeping your two feet in bounds. You can be 10 feet off, you can be a... Five feet out of bounds, catching the ball. But, but you see, but there's both sides of that story because there's probably some people that say if he's across the blue line and I can see it, it's offsides. No, it's offsides. Feet. It's the feet. It's the feet. Because that's that's the rule right now. We can go for ten. We can go ten years. We could. Play. We might. We. You know, what? we might as well just do another. <laughs> rule, I'll, I'll do rule, an ang- rule change. Rule change. Angry August. That's what we'll do. Oh, maybe August. I thought we were going to do it like June. Well, we'll do. We can do it after. No, it's Angry August. Keep with the d- tradition. Come on. Well, we didn't do a rule one last year. We just. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. We complained about Batman. We complained about fighting, which still out of the four. No offense, Alex was the least. Uh, NBC. Well, and listens wise, because think about it. You and then of we course just talked about it before the episode. Then, Key terms. Then I then I complained about uh, any. Yeah, I complained about the NHL nineteen ratings, and that was one of our better ones too. Yeah. Well, because it was topical. 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 Tropical punch. I don't know where I went with that one. The tropics. The Flint tropics. Yeah. Still a better franchise than the Flip Firebirds. Hey, you know what? I will say one thing, though. Hey, Ty, you did it. I did the thing. I did you the, did the thing. I did the little you snap. did the finger snap thing. The... You know, where, where I go and like, heck yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, I did. I, I, well, I had to do it because, well, I love Dominic Henning. He's a great guy. Yeah. Great broadcaster, Ferris State. He pretty much built that the broadcasting at, at Ferris. Yeah. Boy, that's that a bad franchise. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're not. It's not just that it's in a bad city in a bad part of Flint, but boy, that franchise—it's not as bad. I mean, Windsor's better than that, and people in Canada right now are looking at Windsor like, "Wow, that if it's worse than Windsor," because Windsor's going through ownership issues and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. But Uh, where were we? We were talking about hockey, and we're talking about the playoffs, and we're talking about the number of penalties that people are getting, and we talked about offside. Yes. So, That's where we went that down that rabbit. So, but Craig Berube was not liking the officials. He made a good point. He said, "He said, quote." We were the last, pen, the least penalized team in the league coming into the series. I mean, they make the they make calls and don't really give us explanations why. End quote. Pretty much explaining that. Well, why are we getting more penalties than the Bruins? Well, now don't get me wrong. There have been a couple times where, well, Oscar Sundquist and Joel Edmondson and just dumb penalties, here et cetera, there. et cetera. And of course, there was the one the penalty that resulted from the missed review, which I don't really yeah. count it. But the point is, is that, yes, this is an oddly called series. Not as bad as some. This entire playoffs has been. Right. But you ha- if you're Barube, you have to understand that, one, your player, your pl- it's your players. 
your player. It's your players that are doing it. Your players can't give the ref the chance to make the call. Don't leave in the ref's hands. Never, ever do that. You teach that in day one in sports. Never leave the game in the hand of the officials. Well, they don't teach that in game sports. They probably do the fundamentals first of, like, probably how to hold the stick and, you know, how to Okay, but when you get to the competitive ranks, you learn to never let the refs decide a hockey game. You know, never to eat a hockey puck, you know. I'm a goaltender. I've eaten a couple. Anyways, but not too happy about it. So then we go to game four, which was a much better game. St. Louis still took more penalties, but only three. It's a little better, but I just, well, it was so weird because it started off an incredible start. Listen, they needed a better performance. I mean, it's easy to fall down and lose seven to two. And there are some people that are saying Jake Allen should play. I'm like, listen, you got to go back with Bennington. Bennington's your guy. He is the one. You got to go with him. And 43 seconds in, Ryan O'Reilly, who has been colder than Antarctica in the middle of peak frozen season. It was colder than Queen Elsa on a massive tirade. It was colder. Um, You got one? I mean, I, I would say probably colder than Hitler trying to go after the Russians in World War II. That was pretty cold. Did he do it in the winter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cold. You can tell he's not really good with his French history, bud. But Ryan O'Reilly! That was a Napoleon joke. But Ryan O'Reilly breaking off the schneid with a goal. A beautiful wraparound just under a minute in. All right, St. Louis is out in front. Place is going nuts. Woo, 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 woo. Or whatever the organ plays. Well, can we talk about... Everyone loses their mind over Ryan O'Reilly's stick. Can we, can we just conversation but well we'll explain to the viewers at home that cannot see what you're talking about so ryan o'reilly okay first of all talk about the normal hockey stick in its current state slightly curved you can't have more than a three-quarter of an inch curve that rule was made in the 70s no talk about the tip of the stick so it's usually mainly flat ish but it kind of curves around Right, so some it, players like to have a flat blade because you can get a better backhand. Sidney Crosby, in particular, Wayne Gretzky was similar. It's kind of like a semicircle. <laughs> Look at Alexander Ovechkin's stick; it's got a wicked curve on it. Yeah, because he your, likes to get the puck up. For our listeners, go home, do your homework. Look up Alexander Ovechkin hockey stick. Look up Paul Coffee curve. And, <laughs> Look no, up the Paul. No, Co- that don't was do Stan that. Nikita esque. Do not do that. Alexander Ovechkin hockey stick, you'll know. You'll just look at the end of the stick where you hit the, with the puck and such. You'll understand why he never shoots backhanded from far away. Correct. But anyways, Ryan O'Reilly's stick, it looks like a normal curve until the very end where it literally does a little, like a three-quarter angle at the end of the stick. Yep. It is in, it's amazing because, first of all, I knew this. I've always known what kind of a stick he has. It's ridiculous. It helps the toe drags, helps with controlling the puck on the forehand on the tip of the stick. Yeah, because you're a nerd. Well, yes, I understand these kind of things. That's how I know that Crosby's got a wicked backhand. Why? Because he's got a he's got a paddle for a blade. I know it's perfect. But so when you see everyone sees that play, that wraparound, it looks like any other player would lose control of that puck. But Ryan O'Reilly has that advantage with the end of the stick and able to wrap it around, which is within the rules because the entire curve is not three quarters; it's just the tip. Correct. Which means the NHL is going to make a rule now. <laughs> if the NHL, if I know the NHL well enough, that's what's going to happen. But. You know, that, that's the point. You know, sometimes you have to think about it. You have to go into every single rule and find the loophole. But go as far as you can. Stretch it as much as you can. You're right, Tyler. Ryan O'Reilly is the scoring version of Brad Marchand. 
Well, except he hasn't scored. He's only his fourth goal of the playoffs, and he just has not been consistent. So now they're up. All right, cool. They're playing well. But then Charlie Coyle again. Ninth one. I cannot say enough times. Minnesota Wild, they should be getting... Like champagne. If the if the Bruins win the cup, they should get champagne. They Why? should get their own parade for giving them Charlie Coyle. No, they should burn the city down. No, scratch well, that. Burn no. both of them down. Well, the well, okay. Well, no, okay. Why? Because they're going to get Phil Kessel for Jason Zucker. Anyways, Phil Kessel doesn't want to go to Minnesota. Well, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I heard it's not too. Well, that's where he's from. Yeah, that's where he's from. Doesn't want to go there. You want to know why? Because he doesn't want to go to a team that. He, he believes un- does not have a chance. He wants to he go doesn't to a- have a choice. It's called he wants to win again, again. You gotta understand. You know he could just choose not to. He can just not to report and then never play. You're right, Tim Thomas. Okay, but that's three goals and three goals and three games for Charlie Coyle. He's just it's just it's consistency. He's on a that perfect third line. And confidence is key. If he keeps, I don't listen. If you don't look at him, I'm trying to think of past cup champions. Like I'm thinking the '90s. You know, you talk about let's just say the, the crash line for the New Jersey Devils, uh, McKay, Holik, that line, that line that was big that beat the Red Wings into a pulp. There was a line that played that was not, they were not, you're right, they weren't Scott Niedemeyer or Patrick Eliash. They weren't the big guns. They weren't the top scorers. They didn't need to be because they were tough. And Jacques Lemaire had a defensive system that was a juggernaut. <laughs> the 1 3 1. But, anyways, that, like having those guys produce, and Charlie Coyle's been able to do that. I, listen, I may sound like I'm on a Charlie Coyle bandwagon, but you can't get enough of it. It's great. He's, he's been fantastic. But here's, here's what I'll say about. Mr. Mr. Charlie in charge, Charlie Coyle. Charlie boy. Charlie boy, as they say. Charlie. He has to be sitting there saying, thank you, Mr. Cassidy. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Cassidy. Every goal, thank you, Mr. Cassidy. You want to know why? Because I, I, I honestly believe, no disrespect to Charlie Coyle, I think he's a great player. He reminds me of, uh, can't even think of the name off the top of my head. Jason Spets. <laughs> no. Jason Spets is a great player. But that, he, he's still a smart guy. Yes, he's, he's smart enough to get $7.5 still. But he's you're enough. right. He is a UFA, though. Anyways. Needless to say, Charlie Coy is a very, very good player in very his own right. Player. Very good depth player. However, he also has Bruce Cassidy who has been able to take his third-line position and the entire third line and be able to properly pair them with everything that his opponents have on the ice. I want to say that 40% of his entire success is thanks to all in part to Bruce Cassidy. Everything else is pure talent, pure skill. He is the epitome of a 4-5 hitter in a batting lineup in baseball. You're right. You have your top three hitters up there, and the pitcher doesn't want to pitch to him, tries to pitch around him. But then you get in a little bit of trouble, have a couple run in scoring position, and then here comes the Charlie Coyle of your lineup, who just knocks in RBIs for days. Yeah, he's the guy that his walk-up song is American Badass by Kid Rock. (laughs) 
Well, it could be it could be that, or I was thinking I, just simply because yeah, that's it. That's it. All you need is the Kid Rock yeah, or however Kid Rock sounds. Pack yeah. tight minivans. I I could sing that song, but then there's a lot of words in there I can't say. You, I mean, you're radio, the one. Radio edit. There's a there's a lot of stuff that you just have to edit out and later. I'm not the one that has to do the the production behind the scenes after this show. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. But Charlie in charge scores a go one to one before Vladimir Tarasenko show. There you go. Thank you for picking that up. But once it was a and it wasn't like a fancy goal either. It was just Tarasenko going hard to the goal. Petrangelo putting one up from the point. Banging in the rebound. Tarasenko getting dirty. Really? Okay. Hey, you know what? Get him as you take him. 11th in the playoffs. Tarasenko being Tarasenko. Tarasenko, welcome to the Tarasenko show. 2-1 after 1. They bring in the greatest St. Louis Blues player on NBC Sports, Wayne Gretzky, onto the broadcast. I saw people like, Blues legend Wayne Gretzky. Guys, he played. Wait, did they actually? Oh, yeah. They had Well, well he was at the game, so Sportsnet had. Yeah, so was game. Brett Hall. Okay, Brett Hall's at every game, though. Brett Hall and, Matt and Keith Kachuk are at every game. Yeah, you want to know why they deserve to be there. Hey, Wayne, how is that turnover on the blue line, buddy? He shoots! He scores! Steve Eiserman! I can still hear that post ringing, and I wasn't even there. You weren't even born. I wasn't. That's, I how, was, that's how long it's been ringing. I was a year, but... It's still going. It's still ringing. <laughs> but, no, that was... I just thought it was funny. Anyway, so they go to the second period, and they have the Blues have this incredible shift where they literally just hem Boston in their own end and dominated. They outshot the Bruins at the end of the night by 15. I guarantee you 15 of those shots came in this five-minute span. They were just peppering and peppering. Rask was making saves that he didn't even see. All sorts of traffic in front. No, nothing he could do. And then a penalty. Oh, my goodness, a penalty. Is this it? Is this what is this what they get? Is this what the Blues they get rewarded for their hard play? Is this how it goes? Nope. We learned that was wrong. Cause after a penalty by Dante Heinen, Dante Heinen, excuse me. No, it wasn't Dante Heinen. It was which penalty was it? My goodness. It was Connor Clifton's penalty. Yeah, legal check to that on Tarasenko. Sorry. Yeah. I had to make sure I'd get my penalty right. But two minute power play. But then just this innocent, they clear the puck down, and this innocent-looking play, all of a sudden, failed breakout. Somehow the puck lands on the stick of Patrice Bergeron. Wide open somehow is Brandon Carlo, who I don't even know why in the world he's even up in the play. Scores to tie the game. The air in the Enterprise Center, gone. Crowd went death silent. After all that pressure, the crowd was rocking after hit after hit, physical play, scoring chance, crowd's going crazy. Pin drops. Buddy, you could hear the St. Louis Cardinals batting practice over that arena. It was it was it was almost like awkward. So now it's an intense third period because you're not going back down to Boston down 3-1 with any chance of winning the cup. Because now you're 20 minutes away from losing it. So the blues kind of get they start picking up a little bit. And then halfway through the third period, Alex Petrangelo just just walks down the wing, sees a line change. This decides to do the old-fashioned step into it and clap it. Claps it, goes off the shoulder of Rask, kind of sits. It's not even down in the, uh, it doesn't even hit the ice yet. It's kind of fluttering. And Ryan O'Reilly, just kind of jumping in the slot, untouched, just out of, almost out of midair as it's coming down perfectly, bats it in past Tuka Rask. 
Second of the game for Ryan O'Reilly. When was the last time Ryan O'Reilly had a multi-goal game? I have to go to hockeyreference.com for that one, but it's been a while. Hey, Ty. What? Yesterday. <laughs> it's like the same thing I, saw, I say to people. <clears throat> this is a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture of you was in when you were younger. What's your point? By the way, Carl Gunn is from the secondary assist. <laughs> Who cares? I'm just saying, man. Carl Gunn is hot. <laughs> two points. <laughs> no, he's he got, hot. He's got two assists. He's got three points this playoffs. He's hot. Oh, he's hot. Two points in three games, man. Oh, man. Hey, that's more than he even got with the Leafs. <laughs> Somebody get this guy a freaking puppers and $5 million. Braden Shen gets the empty dinner. Blues win. Now, Gloria. Yes. By the way. Uh, NHL wanted to do because they have, they had a concert in uh, St. Louis, and you know they're, I think the, they do that all the time now. Well, yeah, for the playoffs especially. Um, but they wanted they thought it'd be cool for the Blues to sing Gloria before the game, and then the Blues fans were like, "No, nope, nope. we only sing that when we win." I remember, what, and the, the remember. NHL was like, "But but it'd be so cool and think about we could be we could throw it all over NBC what, when they play. It'd be such a cool thing." No. Remember when San Jose, there was a game against San Jose, the Blues were up, they played Gloria on a commercial break, and I'd tie into a commercial break. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, they haven't won yet. San Jose came back and won. Is that San Jose or Dallas? But I remember it happening vividly on an NBC broadcast. Yeah, there's a reason why. They're trying to ride this train that the Blues have created themselves. Typical NBC. Anyways. NBC's there to sell a story, and the St. Louis Blues are like, no! We're here for our own thing. We're in spite of you. You want Boston to win because Boston and Chicago and, for some reason, Buffalo. It's all the time on NBC. I swear to goodness, if you ever, if folks in Canada may not understand this, but there are four teams you'll see every week on NBC Sports. It'll Washington, be one, Pittsburgh, Boston, Chicago. or Buffalo. Chicago. No, nah, Chicago really isn't. Well, they, really still, they, they still get it though, because well, because they're an NBC affiliate. Well, yeah. Well, if they have okay, when they're okay, when there's no other games on. So you're telling, but me, like you see, Chicago Buff- only gets a game when Buff- Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, or Buffalo. You, you always see Buffalo in Minnesota. It's the weirdest thing. But at least once a year on NBC on like Monday night, Buffalo in Minnesota. Why? It's just because. Because. Hey, maybe next year it'll be a playoff matchup or a playoff worthy matchup. Who knows? Meh. Well, I don't know about Minnesota, but anyway. Now. Let's set up for game five. Oh, uh, Char's broken jaw. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, after he took a- one to the after mouth. Get, after getting his wrist slit on a shot in game one, he tries to block a, was it a David Perron shot or a Petrolando shot? I don't shot? know. Stick ride, puck rides up his stick. You see it all the time, rides up, catches him right in the jaw, spitting around. So I understand, yes, there's an injury, and everyone's like, wow, he hasn't played a shift all third period. He's got the bubble on the bench, whatever, could go play. Chara. I, we went over it, Alex. It was, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he had, he let's see, he played 1938 in game one, which is the third lowest, excuse me, fourth lowest he's played all playoffs. Yeah. So what, what are the times for every game? So in these finals. So 1938 for the first game, second game. 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Third game. 24-32. Fourth game. 8-23. Ah, so, and yes, I do understand that he was hitting the first period. But the point is, is that if he can play, 
you still put him 25 minutes. I mean, I know you're trying to tie the game up, trying to get more offense and uh, more you don't speed. Need to but put him 25 minutes. But not with a broken jaw. Can he? Is, was he just not? Was he? Did he want to be on the bench for more support? That's the only thing I can think of. Is that he? That's why he was out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. They put the bubble on just in case, but they had to throw him out there. Captain, my captain, stay on the bench, please. But. I think he, when well, he, he still had an assist on the first goal as well. He did. But. We move on. So they go to game five. Game five, series tied at two. Pardon me, second. Or yes, first goal. I was right. No, never mind. Moving on. Yes, sorry. Game five, tied at two. Toronto Dominion Garden. You're going to keep riding that horse, aren't you? Until the Leafs finally beat him. You are a sour patch kid. Yes, I am. Sour, oh, sweet, ta- but sadly not We want to talk about. Uh, Portnier getting whacked by a towel. El Presidente and Barstool getting whacked by a towel in the crowd after the game. No, I don't care. I just love it. It's like, oh, I was hit by a classy fan. I'm like, buddy? You know the things you've said on social media and on Twitter and stuff and all the things you've said about how bad teams are and how bad bandwagon fans are and how the Leafs are never going to be a championship team? A whap in the head with a towel is the least of your worries. Portnoy, Portnoy, Portner. I think it's Portnoy. Whatever. El, Pre- ne- El Presidente. Needless to say, he's a sad misogynist that literally has a show that's called Chicks in the Office. Say it louder for the people in the back. Blow me. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's his line. Sorry, I, I don't want to steal we don't want. Here. We don't want to get copyrighted here. For Whose me. line is it anyway? Why can't that show come back? They tried, remember, but it wasn't with Drew Carey. You're right. So they couldn't make fun of the host because I forgot her name. She was really, she's cool, but like you couldn't do that. Yeah, you can't make fat jokes anymore, Ty. Oh, well, Drew, Drew Carey's not. Well, he's not. Okay. Well, he was fat. He was fat, yes. But of course, you could still make That's the brunt of the jokes. Oh, gosh. That, that show was great. Needless to say. Richard Simmons, man. Setting up for game five. Oh, yeah, hockey. <laughs> um, Can the Blues keep up the pace that they're going at? Yes. I think they can. They really haven't changed. But neither neither team has been able to get a substantial amount of momentum in these finals because neither team's changing. Right, and it's it's just it's a coin flip. What game are you going to see? And Did just they, I feel like Boston, with the intensity of having an opportunity to win in Game Six, like I predicted, I really think that they have the advantage going into Game Five. Just because the Blues, for some reason, they play great games in two and four, but that's because they need to play great games because they fell in games one and three. Well, the Blues have that same intensity and that same adrenaline going in saying, hey, we need to win tonight. I, Knowing that it's not really a must-win game, I don't see the Blues doing it. It's not a must-win. It's a can't-lose. You're correct. I agree with you there. Because you lose and listen. For those yeah. of you that understand the phrase. If you... Everyone's like, didn't you just say the same thing? It's different. Yes. When, I, when, when I say it's a, it's not a must win, but it's a can't lose, I mean it's not necessarily that you need to win, but you just can't lose. What was the better one was... Um, it's, a, it's a sports thing. You just... You, well, it, it was either like, you're there or you're not. It was like Spencer Knight's question when he was at the NHL Combine. Spencer Knight, probably the top goaltending prospect in this year's draft. He was literally asked by a team. He didn't name which team, but he was asked, do you like making saves or stopping pucks? That's a great question. That's a stupid question. No, that's a great question. Your, your, what you said earlier, what you just said, no, 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 you, what you it. said made sense. No, but it's think not about a must-win. It's a can't lose. But that question, that question is from no, a goal, from a goaltender. That's dumb. No, that's a perfect question. I'll tell you why. Think of it this way: 
Do you want to make saves? Yeah. That comes from a person who is too self-confident and just wants to look pretty with a couple flashes of the leather. Or do you want to stop pucks? Blue meaning, Jays beat the Yankees. Meaning, Sorry. do you want to sit in that net regardless of whether or not you make it look pretty and keep us in hockey games? That's a great question. I like that question. I'd ask I'm me, stealing it. My answer Do you be, want to make saves? Or do you like making saves or do you like stopping pucks? I think pucks? it was like not getting scored on or making saves. Something like that. But I, yeah, something like that. But anyways, well, my answer would be what, what pays me more. Fair. Which pays more? Well, it's an entry-level deal, which, which so... Get, well, which gives me the max entry-level deal? Which gives me that $20,000 of performance bonuses? Making saves? Sure. Whatever whatever floats your boat. But I like Boston in Game 5, just because. Like I said, home ice, they're going to be a lot more intense after, again, getting beaten. Not just beaten on the scoreboard, but beaten in the game. They were outchanced? Holy cow, what are you doing? I don't know. Turn off your sound. The Denver Post decided to have a stroke. Denver Post decided to say, hey, we have an ad. But here's the thing. Jordan Bennington needs to play better. He needs to play better. Listen, when you get in a one-goal game like that, you would think, oh, the Bruins are pressing, Bruins are pressing. Yeah, they were pressing, but they didn't really get too many great chances at Bennington in that third period when they were trying to tie the game up. I really wonder, is Bennington able to get it done? Now, yes, you say he got him there. He got, he literally won the first three series for this team at times. But in this series, I have not seen that Jordan Bennington. Is it the pressure? You can tell he's more razzled. Well, we, we talked about this last episode too, and it wasn't really too long ago because we did it on Friday, correct? Right? What's today? today? Today's Tuesday, Ty. Is it? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This this series is not Bennington's to lose. It is. It is all on the other five people on the ice. But Bennington needs. Bennington has done great stuff for this team. Here's he, my. He has kept them in games when. Honestly, the Blues shouldn't have been in those in those games. He's actually won games for the Blues. Mike, it's not the fact. Bennington will never beat Rask. At this point in time, Bennington will never beat Rask. Just, Rask is too good of a goalie, and Bennington will never win games that's against thing. Rask. That's the thing. I don't blame it. Is I don't blame the, Rask on any of those goals in Game Four. Maybe the wraparound because I never like a wraparound goal as a goaltender. But. It is the job. And it, it makes the most perfect sense because, quite literally, it's the other five people on the ice that are scoring goals, but it's the players on the ice that are not goaltenders that are going to win this series. We have seen it in the first four games when it comes to penalties, how people are playing, shifts, how long people are playing, also a little bit of a coaching thing, but mainly the players players on the ice, what they're doing, and how they're affecting the game. The Blues need to stay out of the penalty box, and the Boston Bruins need to be the machine that they are. I still... I, I'm just worried that it's going to come down, for, for the Blues and Blues fans, it's going to come down to where Bennington needs to make a save, and he doesn't. That's the concern you have to have. Whether it's game, whether it's tomorrow, or, uh, excuse me, Thursday night, or if it's Game seven, triple overtime. 
Oh, did, what'd you pick? Did you pick the Bruins or Blues in six or something? I picked the Blues in six. I think I went back and I listened to it, and I and I said, I know it's not probably going to be right. It's not probably going to be correct, but I'm saying Blues in six. They said Bruins in seven. Oh, that's that, maybe that's what you I, said. Bruins oh, in that's seven. That's right because you were like, "Hey, pick," and I was like, mm, "Okay, Bruins in five, Blues in six, or Bruins in seven. Oh, yeah, it's one of those three. So you picked Bruins in seven. I said Blues in six. I'm still sick or Blues. You Bruins, said Bruins in six. Bruins in six. I still believe it. Why? Because they're going to win game five. St. Louis will put up a good effort in game six. But like I said, in one of these next two games, Bennington's going to have to make a save. And you I just know, don't know if he It's I not going to be tomorrow. I don't. No, Thursday. Thursday. They play, games tomorrow. They no? play Thursday, Sunday, and then they play Thursday, then Sunday, and then possibly on Wednesday. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Are you so excited? There's. Uh, me? Yeah. Oh, the enga- engagement photos, yes. Perfect. You can print them and burn them. No. I got to get it. Oh, my gosh. I got to get everyone's addresses now. Oh. And I feel like since I don't do anything. Ty, 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 think about it, though. Just just give up every say that you have in the wedding. That way you don't have to do any of the work. There you go. No, I haven't. Here, 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 here. I haven't done anything for the wedding, really, so I feel like I have to do this. I mean, I, I mean, you I. You do have to get addresses from your dad's family. Yes, I. That's. Did you? Are you not listening? I know you're in the peanut gallery and you never listen to us, but do you not hear what I just said? I didn't hear what you said. She doesn't think I can do it. She doesn't believe in me. No, and yeah, we're getting married. I want to get them sent by the end of the month. I mean, I wouldn't. Believe we have two in weeks you. of vacation. I mean, I. I'm wouldn't. home for like four days in two weeks. I wouldn't blame you. All right, scratch. I wouldn't blame her to not trust you. Boy can't even keep his room clean. Buddy, I had a... Oh, my gosh. Amen to that. Here, here's, here's my challenge to you. I want you to keep your nightstand clean. Just that. For, I'm sorry. For, I Instead of cleaning the house got, inside, got, I spent the nice day outside on the porch reading. I'm sorry. That's what I chose to do yesterday. Well, not just yesterday. I'm talking about every day. Oh, Sunday when I was in Saginaw all day. Saturday when I was with her all day. <coughs> well, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, she doesn't let she doesn't let me clean or anything. She's like, "Why can't you do this when I'm not here?" Yeah. Because I'm busy when you're not here. That is true. You do take up a lot of his time. He he does spend a lot of time with Thank you. Thank you very much. It's not just me. I love you. He does he does put a lot of effort into your relationship. You do have to oh, understand oh, that. I know. I know. She's only saying that cuz Mike are recording right now. If this was off air, she'd be like She'd be like, yeah, he doesn't put a damn thing in this thing. Let's finish this She'd up. She'd be the Dave Portnoy of relationships. <laughs> Let's finish this up real quick. Which is kind of, is that an oxymoron? Or, hyper, or kind of a flip flop? Hockey news. I gotta wake up early. Oh, yeah, and I don't. But anyways, yes, other news. Kevin Hayes has been traded to the Winnipeg Jets. from No, from Winnipeg. Or, excuse me, from Winnipeg to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers for a fifth round pick. Um, but is a UFA, a pending UFA. Correct, and that's probably why it's a fifth-round pick. However, Kevin Hayes, I think he'll be a great fit for Philadelphia. Um, they're coming off. I just think it's funny. Like, Ke- like you rarely ever see that. What? A pending UFA get traded. You've seen it before. Well, you. it's rare, though, It's especially now with bigger names like this, like Kevin Hayes. This guy can Winnipeg's be a, this, looking for new blood. Well, well, they just well, that's a contract. They're not. They know they're not going to be able to pay. They went all in. They did the same thing with Stastny. 
They gave it a shot. They got a second line center they could put in there. Kevin Hayes that same way. Brought him in. Played pretty good in the playoffs. Didn't work out. You don't want to have to sign that contract. Let him walk. No problem. It's a gamble. You take it. And let's be honest. Kevin Sheveldayoff, if the Jets can avoid cap trouble with this whole RFA with line deal, we'll get to that later on after the playoffs. If he can do it, he's been a great job. Listen, he was always knocked early on in the in his tenure with Winnipeg is being Kevin taking a shovel day off because he doesn't do anything, but now he's making moves. He's trying to make the team better. I mean, I really, I mean, Winnipeg saw as I next year, I'm not saying they're gonna be a favorite like they were this year, but they're, they should be a better team, but no, yes. In terms of there, they'll be a playoff contender, whether or not they get to the final is, is the question. up in the air, but I like, but Kevin Hayes going to Winnipeg. Listen, that's a great move because why you get something for UFA. Ah, oh, Chewy's sleeping. Chewy ain't sleeping. He's dreaming. He's dreaming. Is he woofing? Leave him alone. Don't wake him up. But anyways, yes. Um. So, and then there's been talks about r- rumors with regards to Patrick Marlowe, um, potentially either going to Los Angeles or Arizona. That is, it's that's a real sucky move. He's such a, he's the dad. He's the dad. Yeah, well, he's also a father. No, that's what I'm saying, but yeah, but he's like, He's a good locker room guy, and that's where it's like it's hard because you either can be make friends or you can win championships. But prevalent example, Alex, Kawhi Leonard's leading the Toronto Raptors. Do you know how many people actually like that trade? That are Raptors fans when they got traded? For, he got traded for DeRozan. I well, get, no, people people hated it because people understood how they're good bringing in some stupid spur for a some guy se- that some selfish player that want to play for Greg Popovich. Yeah, for a franchise staple. Yeah. But yet, it works. Raptors are in the finals. Yeah. They, they Patrick Marlowe is a great locker room guy, but he's not the best player. And he's not worth $6.25 million. No, he's not. It's a lot of money. So, it sucked because it's like... He okay, came, Murray. He, he came... He's not worth $6.25 million. He's not worth that. Uptown. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, what were, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, There's order. There's a way of doing things. There's some people that have never seen Letterkenny who are completely confused what's going on. Guys, it's on Hulu. Do your homework. Do it. Or heck, just go on YouTube. Hey, there's clips on YouTube. But, uh... Zaitsev has been receiving some interest from Vancouver. I yeah. don't want to look too much into it. That's interesting because everyone's crying that that contract's immovable. But I'm just saying right now, if somehow... Vancouver can take it. If you can get Jim Benning to play the role of Peter Sorelli and you could somehow give Nikita Zaitsev or Brock Besser one for one, I'll take it. <laughs> now, people have been talking, how does this affect the Marner deal? Okay, that was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying that's not going to happen. Zaitsev seven for Bo- for Brock Besser, one for one. How does this affect the Marner deal? Well, cap space. That's yes, that's it. it. That's, but here's the problem. Well, oh, hold on now. It it's cap space and also the fact that they can sign Kapanen. Marner also has to be thinking about who he's going to be playing with. And that's one thing that Kyle du- <laughs> Kyle Dubis and Mike Babcock both have to sit down with them and say, listen. This is what we're projecting for next year. If we pick some up, someone up in the offseason, that's what we're going to try to do. 
And that's one way that they'll possibly talk him down from taking a $10 million deal, possibly get him at seven or eight and say, listen, if you want to take, you know, a million off, two million off that deal, we can potentially work on something and getting somebody that can really help you become the player that you just, want to be and help this franchise become what it wants. That's to be. what you have to sell them on. Cause listen, and listen, I love Mitchie and I'm going to probably tear into this more come the come summer. Like I said, before July 1st, he won't get signed before July 1st. I'm sorry, guys, don't get on your host, but right. listen, Mitchie, I'm older than you. I'm your elder. Mitchie, Richie, Mitchie going to be Richie. Start the word with a B. Itchy. You get the. You know what, Mitch? Take an offer sheet. Who cares? Dude, no. Listen, if Mitch Marner is this diehard Leafs fan that he claims to have always been, if he's always wanted to be this great, always this, this Leafs player that wants to play for the Leafs and help them finally win a Stanley Cup, then why wouldn't you take a few million off? But then you say, what about John Tavares taking the hometown discount? Listen. John Tavares is $1 million away from signing with San Jose. $1 million less from going to San Jose. Just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. If JT was asked, was offered $10 million by Toronto, he's not signing. I'm just saying. Why? Because he's a superstar. Marner can be a superstar. But he also can be a legend. Marcel Dion, in the eyes of some people, is a legend. But he was not really a superstar, but he was praised by in such a good... Los Angeles Kings team on a rather underperforming team, but he was the superstar and he became a legend because of it. Do what you want to do, Mitch. Sign for $12 million for some offer sheet for somewhere in the Toronto Maple Leafs, get all the first round picks in the world. Do what you want, what you want with your body. But let me tell you right now, this team can do it. Do yourself a favor. Eight and a half, nine, nine. How about that? Nine? Is that fair? I said seven or eight, so... Okay, well, you're, you're, he's not getting anywhere near Nylander, okay? The way Nylander is, he's gonna, he can use that against him. I'll understand that. Well, use that against well, that's just the whole, that's just the whole thing about Nylander getting traded. You're but telling me I'm only $2 million better than Nylander? Oh, that's a million. He's 6.9, remember, is Nylander. So if you gave him... Mar- 6.25. No, 6.9. Ugh. But anyways... <laughs> nice. Right. Well, not nice. Jeez, that's too much for him. But anyways, listen... Take a pay cut. Take a pay cut. You can do it. They'll be good. Do do it. You know what? Screw it. Bridge deal. Two years. Whatever. Bridge deal. Get it over with. We'll get. I'll I'll probably tear into it more in the offseason when there's more talks about it. Right, when, and when we have more time. Well, we have only two more episodes. Well, for for the season potentially. Well, for the finals. For yeah, not before the offseason. Once the offseason hits, full scale martyr. Martyr watch. Hashtag martyr watch. I don't want to be a part of that. Fine. I'm get bored of it. Fine, we'll do something last else. Bit, last bit we uh, have here, uh, Eric Carlson potentially wanting to come back to a Canadian franchise, says that he wants to um, have Melinda closer to the family. His wife, Melinda. Sorry. I well, well, we all know who Melinda is here. Some people don't. Fine, Melinda Carlson, wife of Eric Carlson. But. Yes. And, and as of right now, Montreal and, for some godforsaken reason, Ottawa. Well, that's what he wants. That's what he's actually hoping for. That's what he's actually, he's went out and said, he's like, he's hoping they get a competitive offer because he wants to go back 
to Canada for Melinda. And now that there's not this toxic locker room that Ottawa had with certain people in there and certain people up in management, yes, Eugene Melnick and Pierre Dorian are still there, but there's no Randy Lee, there's no Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, I think they're still dating, I don't know. But there's a more optimistic look right now for the Senators. They're still a horrible general manager and a horrible owner. By the way, Mark Crawford just signing with the Chicago Blackhawks assistant coach which is he's probably left because he wanted to be the head coach in Ottawa, which he yeah. which he should have given an opportunity for. But nonetheless, but like I said, Montreal will be another one because why Montreal I think is a, is a team more set up for an actual playoff run next season. That's why I think Carlson would sign there potentially. But look, then you look um, at the right side of Shea Weber and then Eric Carlson. Okay, <laughs> that's looking not. Listen, I know Weber's a hundred years old, but it's not bad, dude. We all know for a darn fact that the power play. Is gonna be Carlson on a wing, and no, then, you'd have you'd have Carlson no, on one. Carlson, no, you'd have Carlson on one, Weber on the other. You don't mix the two, dude. Just send it. I don't care listen, if you're. Listen, I don't. I don't care if PP two sucks. You can't have a swirly ice cream cone, Alex. You gotta have chocolate or vanilla. You gotta no. keep them separate. Racist. No, I'm. It's <laughs> not racist. It's ice cream. That's ice cream segregation tie, and I'm not having it. Anyways, anyways, but that's hey, all we got. Today. Why not? Why not? Hey, Carlson's half the man he is. I don't care. <laughs> Chip into his corner, make him chase it down. Well, we'll see how that goes over. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's all we have for this one. Um, kind of, we started this show a little bit later. It's currently ten thirty six at night right now. See, I had a thirteen hour day. You had to work at the, at the ballpark. Yep. We had to get it in because I'm going to be at work till like 11 o'clock tomorrow and then Thursday's game five. So, yeah, since it's the finals, we can't really do a show on a game day. It'd be kind of dumb. Yeah. So we'll probably. We'll, so we'll see if we do one. Well, because game six will be Sunday. So pretty much, folks, this will be our last one until possibly Stanley Cup is awarded. Yeah. Or a game seven preview. Potentially seeing how things work out. We'll see. A game seven preview, probably. Because your boy just got his schedule for the entire month of June. Well, there's a yawn oh, for you. God, I'm tired. You're making me yawn out. contagious. Kelly, you yawning? Nope. Okay, maybe it's not that contagious. And Chewie's asleep, so he's he's fine. He doesn't need to yawn. He's out. He is out like a light. And like the light of our dog being awake, we're out of here. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. For yeah, Tyler Keel. Yeah, that Keel. was bad. Yeah, was I so know. Bad. It was bad. That was horrible. I, I'm just, I'm tired. I want to go home. Tell Alex how bad he is and tell him that coffee is... Actually, don't do coffee after 5 o'clock. You'll never sleep. Unless it's decaf. In which case, don't why, drink, why don't drink dr- decaf. You may as well be drinking... Yeah. I drink decaf coffee. Yeah, I drink non-alcoholic beer. What's the point? What's the point? It's worth it. Well, non The taste of beer? Okay. Let's be honest here, folks. Well, you have to think about the people that, you know, can't consume alcohol, but they like the taste of beer. If you like non I.e. pregnant women. If you like non-alcoholic beer... Pregnant... Canadian women that want to drink beer. If you like non-alcoholic beer and decaf coffee, tell us using the hashtag the Kewl Podcast and tweeting us at the Kewl Podcast and tell us who you think could have an opportunity to win game five with an opportunity to win Lord Stanley in St. Louis. Or Boston. Uh, It's not going seven. It's it's not. Still up for grabs. I don't know. Not in seven. Game six. Game six. It's going to happen. Whether it's St. Louis or whether it's Boston. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!